0: there this morning, top this house this morning, man, um, Tyler's message today, no more dry leaves, no more dry leaves, and last week I told you I was going to be brief, and my brief was 22 minutes, and for those of you who don't know me very well, um, I try to be between 20 and 30 minutes, usually so I don't lose the interest of people, um, but this week I'm really going to try to be brief, so we're going to try to be less than 22 minutes, so we're going to shoot for 10 or 15 minutes, not that the time matters, but, um, God gave me a, a, a brief message this week I believe um, so I got this message earlier in the week as I, I I said to God I glorify you God I magnify you I magnify your holy name and I asked myself a question that does my life glorify God does my life magnify God am I am I magnifying him ask yourself that question today and Are you glorifying God with your life? Not with just your words, because it's easy to say, I glorify you, God. I magnify you, God. That's, it's easy to have a lip service, but what are we doing with our life? Is your life glorifying him? Are your actions every day glorifying him? Are we magnifying him with our actions and and, and with our life? And immediately my mind went to Romans 12, one and two. And I'm reading from the New King James today. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Put our bodies away, put our own fleshly desires away, the things that we want to do, the way the, the the places that we want to go and how we want to live. Put those things away and sacrifice those things. It says holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. This is our reasonable service, is to sacrifice our own wants, desires, and 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 the things that we can do in our own abilities, but sacrifice those things and put them away and live the way He wants us to live and, and, and to be pleasing to Him and and to bring that glory and, and magnification to his name and not to our name. Verse 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You all have heard me preach about this thing a million times, it seems like. But we can't exhaust the word of God, right? So, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our life should look different. We should look completely and totally different. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So what is the will of God? What is the will of God today? And in 2 Corinthians six seventeen, it says, come out from among them and be ye separate. It, it says that even in the midst of a trial like this, for those of you who don't know, I, I tested positive to, to the coronavirus, and that's why we're doing church in this way. And I was hoping to be back this week and do our Christmas program and things, but um, still having some symptoms, some different symptoms now. Uh, I did have some different symptoms. The doctor... Uh, told us that I could still be contagious for as long as there were symptoms around. So we've elected to cancel church and I forgot to give you the announcement. So I'll do that now real quick. Um, we've elected to um, not have church today and Wednesday, and hopefully we'll be back next Sunday in full force. So um, with that being said, also the church bills still come due. Um, you can give on Givelify. Brenda will put a link to the, on the Facebook page to Givelify. It's real easy to give that way. Um, also, you can mail your tithes and offering to uh, eighteen sixteen Carney Road in Excelsior Springs, Missouri six four zero two four. The church address. But he says, "Come out from among them and be ye separate." So even going through this trial, I should look different than someone who lives in the world who's going through the coronavirus, right? So I said, "I should come out from among them and look different." He calls me to be. He calls me to be separate. Then he calls us to be the light. He calls us to be the salt. He calls us to be healed. He calls us to. He calls us to give a testimony. He calls us to live in joy and peace and victory and to be blessed, even going through these trials, right? And it's all for his glory. Because when we're living in joy and peace and we're giving a testimony and we're healed and we're the salt and the light of the earth, right? When we're doing all these things and and, and we have victory and we have hope and we have joy, even in the midst of the storm, even in the midst of the trial, it's for his glory, right? It's to magnify him. And we reap the benefits of it. We, 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 we reap the byproduct of it. Even though God's getting all the glory and he's getting, he, he's being blessed because of the way that we go through the trial, we, we reap the byproduct of it. Amen? Because I'm blessed and I'm living in glory, right? But does my life magnify him? Am I living the way that I should be living in my life? I think if most of us Christians, if we'd answer that question honestly, does my life magnify him? We'd have to answer sometimes at best because we don't live it all the time not that we're not living as Christians all the time but we're not always magnifying and then we get sidetracked, life happens things happen, right? one thing that I've learned through this whole trial that we've been going through and not being able to be in church and And, you know, I believe that we can speak to the coronavirus and it'll die just like Jesus cursed the fig tree. I believe that we can speak healing on each other. I believe that we can speak to our bodies. I believe all those things. When When we're agreeing with the word of God, I believe those things. I know that they're true. I don't believe that we're living in the fullness of it like we talked about last week. But one thing I've learned through this trial is I need to work on my faith more. I need to work on my relationship with God more. I need to fast more. I need to quiet my flesh, my wants and my desires. My, my ability and my will, I guess it would be, and live for him, to glorify him through all things, right? Trials are still going to come, but how will you get through them? How will you look on the other side? How will you look in the midst of the trials? Because even though my body hasn't felt right, amen, I can still bless him. I can still be glorified. I can still be healed. I can still speak his word on it. I can still have joy and peace and victory knowing that I have hope, right? Will you glorify him through the storm? Because that's how we look different. By glorifying him, even in the midst of the storm, even in the eye of the storm, we're glorifying him, right? I've been exhausted. I'm not saying that I've got <coughs> got out in any kind of sin or anything, but I've, I've just been exhausted. It's one of the side effects I've had of this thing. I've, I've wanted to sleep on this couch here Multiple hours out of the day, just been felt wore out from it, and and I've, I've been dealing with the symptoms in it, and and you know we started off early into it, and well, I started off with a fever was my first symptom, and I started speaking to the fever, and I started saying those things, and I started praying, and, and we cast the fever out, but you feel that fever, and you feel the temperature, and you feel the chills, and then then you get the cough, and then you get the congestion, the stuff in your lungs, and and then the diarrhea came, and all those things, and you see the symptoms, and you're dealing with the symptoms. My wife's smiling real big right now. She didn't expect me to throw that one out. I guess um, you're dealing with the symptoms, but your mind gets off the answer. Your mind gets off the solution. And I I I know that I I slacked a little bit in my spiritual life when I was just feeling exhausted. I wasn't putting the time into my into my spiritual life. Not that I was doing anything necessarily wrong. I just felt exhausted. I didn't feel like doing anything. I didn't feel like moving. I didn't feel like agreeing with God's word. It didn't feel like speaking those things. Luckily, I have a praying wife who kept speaking those things. But she had she had symptoms also, and we were we were we were both uh, struggling with it. And I knew that I had to do a message this week, and God had given me six or eight messages to start to him. And so I was going through trying to see which one He wanted me to give you this this week. And um, we went to the church yesterday, and. Uh, the poinsettias or here's this is one of them yesterday, and you can't tell it now, but this poinsetta was badly withered yesterday, and it was drawn up almost down into the pot, and and the leaves were laying on the floor, and I brought some of the leaves home in a baggie because I knew that once I watered it, it would perk back up. But um, God spoke to me through this plant and the leaves laying on the floor, and I, and and the poinsetta was dry, and and uh, I knew that this is what we look like we get withered, right? No more dry leaves is what I'm preaching to you about today or what I'm speaking to you about. But the plant gets dried out and it shrivels up. And, and wouldn't that be plant be easy to perish when it's in that state? And in the, in the leaves on the ground, some of us are in the state of the leaves on the ground. We're, imagine how quickly those leaves would burn if you just put a flame to them or threw them into a flame. It reminds me of the time Jesus talked about being part of the vine. You and whoever's not producing fruit is cut off. And if you're producing fruit, you're pruned. But when those things are cut off, like these leaves on the ground, it says they're cast in the fire. They would just go up in flames like a brush fire, be gone just like that. Right? So I, I he spoke to me in that about not having any more dry leaves because my spiritual life had suffered because I'd been laying on this couch and i had been laying in my bed and i had been feeling those feelings of exhaustion just wore out. Didn't feel like doing anything. Didn't feel like really speaking or doing anything. And, and, uh, I had to do it anyway. I mean, so so we got to the church. He spoke to me in this and I told my kids, put your electronics down. I looked around, all my kids were sitting around electronics and my wife. I said, put your electronics down and come up here and talk to me. So I had them all come up in front of the church. I knew this was the last day we're dealing with this. We're not dealing with this any longer. We're putting this behind us today. And God had laid it on my heart. The Spirit laid it on my heart to anoint each and every person in my family. So we started off. I said, put your electronics all the way down, put them down and come to the altar. I talked to them about the dry leaves on the plant and how we are, and I asked my kids, I said, when's the last time you read your Bible? And Katie said, I read mine yesterday. And then the rest of them just looked at me like a deer in the headlights. And I said, when's the last time you spent time with Jesus? And they continued to stare at me like a deer in the headlights. Katie was the only one. But the rest of the kids sat there and looked at me and I, it made me think, if if Brendan and I passed with this church for 30 or 40 years, and we see multiple lives changed and, and people saved and people make it to heaven. How much would we lose if we lose one of our own? They live right here in our household with us, but they're not getting the message. They're dry leaves on the ground. Spiritual lives dried up. And God reminded me, where's the church at? Where was I at this last week? I was beginning to dry up, beginning to perish just a little bit. I wonder how many of you were in the same shoes. You know, with not being able to be in church and it, it, it takes away from you spiritually when you're not able to, to join together and get in God's word and and, and and spend time in the presence of God. I hope you get that out of what we're doing here, but, but at times like this, church, we've gotta feed we've gotta feed ourselves. So I told them first we're gonna to go to the altar. I told my family, First we're going to, go to the altar. You're gonna spend time with with God, we're gonna repent, we're gonna get this right, and then we're gonna anoint each other with oil. So All the little people in my house, and me and Brenda joined around the altar, and we all prayed. And and then we started anointing each other with oil, one at a time, one after the other. The spirit moves, and I believe He healed my whole family. He healed my whole family of any symptoms that were happening. I felt good after that. Brenda felt good after that. You know, we we felt good going forward. And that's I I consider that the day that God healed my whole family of coronavirus. We finally stood up and said, "We're not going to be dried out anymore. We're not going to put up with this anymore." This is it. Today is the last day that we're dealing with these symptoms. We're moving forward. And we did that. And we anointed our house. Church, some of us need to spend time at the altar today. Some of us need to get out the anointing oil. You all have oil in your houses. You've got cooking oil. I don't care if you get I know you've got motor oil, you all drive cars. Go out and get you some off the dipstick. Doesn't matter what kind of oil it is. I've prayed for people before with chapstick because it has oil in it. Anoint each other. You're feeling those symptoms. Get in the Word of God. Once we once we started talking about this uh, yesterday with my with my family and uh, having no more dry leaves, and I pray that you would pray this over your family today, over over your households. I mean, your household is your is your house and everyone or everything in it, right? But I pray that you would pray this: no more dry leaves, no more dry leaves. No one the school has, no one left behind. Why can't the church have no more dry leaves? No more. Our children. Our nieces, our nephews, we're not going to leave anybody behind. No more dry leaves. Fast for them. Pray for them. Get in the Word of God. So once this happened, my kids were having a family meeting today at 5 o'clock, and my kids um, started downloading apps on their on their tablets and, and phones and things last night and, and at the church yesterday and started downloading uh, podcasts and different things, and we were showing them how to use technology for that, and we were talking about not spending so much time on the... On the electronics, and, and uh, I don't know what kind of thing we're going to put at the family meeting today, but maybe we can have so much time a day for the electronics. And then if you, if you spend some more time with God, then maybe you can earn some more time or something to that effect. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work. I won't allow the kids to input on it and, and Brenda input on it. And I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but I know that my kids started downloading those things. They listened to them all the way home, and every one of those kids wanted to talk to me about what they learned yesterday. All of them did. And it reminded me of this poinsettia. I didn't, I didn't, this, God didn't give me this thought until I'd already watered it, but I knew what would happen. This plant doesn't look bad today. They'd been in this state one other time before. I came in the church and they were all withered up and leaves falling off and all that. And and you should see them, they're all drawn up and they look terrible. They look like they're going to die. But you give them a cup of water and by the next day, they're vibrant and beautiful again. Standing up, not withered at all. And that just, God showed me through this poinsettia right here that the poinsettia recovers quickly. My children can recover quickly. I can recover quickly. And you can recover quickly. But we've got to get into God's word. We've got to get into our relationship. We've got to water those leaves. You know, the Bible talks about a tree that's planted by the water. It shall not be moved. But if its source dries up, if it gets out of the water, if the river changes course, that tree's in trouble. Amen. Church, we need to make sure that we're watering ourselves all the time. We, we've got to feed ourselves. We've got to water ourselves. I would plead with you today to get into your word today. Get into your word. Go to wherever your quiet spot is, repent. If this speaks to you today and you and you've noticed your leaves have been a little dry, if someone in your family's leaves have been a little dry, your loved ones, Go to them and talk to them today. Plead with them. Put the electronics down. Put the things away. Turn the tube off for a little while. Whatever the thing is that's getting between you and God, maybe it's the symptoms. Maybe you're having symptoms. I know that's what separated me from my spiritual life for a few days there. But we've got to turn around and come back. There's no shame when we slip and fall. The shame is if we don't get back up and do something about it. The enemy would love to keep us in this state. This is a this is a spiritual attack on the church, and he would love to keep us in this state. Church, we've got to water ourselves. We've got to water ourselves. We've got to get up and do something about this. If we could just go ahead and close the prayer. Did you have any more announcements or anything, honey? If we could just go ahead and close in prayer today. Father, we thank you. We love you, Father God. I thank you for your infallible word, Father. I thank you for for these people today who are listening on on live stream, Lord, and on the podcast and all the electronic things father god lord i thank you for these things father god i thank you for these people lord father i pray that you would just quicken us today father god convict us if we need convict father god convince us if we need convinced father god lord i pray that you would just set a fresh fire inside of us today. take us back to bethel father god remind us lord that we need to be watered. Lord, we don't want to look like this shriveled up plant father god devoid of your power father god and your glory father god the things that you want us to have, Lord. The things that, the ways that you want us to be, Daddy. To live in your will, Lord. The way that you designed us to live, Father God. The way that your word says that we should live, Lord. The things that you say that we should be, Father God. Lord, we want to be all of those things, Daddy. We want to be blessed, Lord. We want to be healed, Father God. We want to live in your glory, Lord. We want to glorify you, Father God. We want to magnify your name, Daddy. In truth, Lord. And in love, Daddy, we thank you for this, Father, and we praise you. Lord, I pray that you would protect the sheepfold, Father God, bring us back at our next appointed time, Daddy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We love y'all. Hopefully we'll see you next Sunday. Is it off? Yeah. Was it badly?